sorry, sorry. Hello and welcome to the Articulate Film Podcast. Ben, we're going back to normal. We're back to normal. We are back to episodes. What episode is this? Episode 24? That was a complete guess. I'm happy with that. Episode 24. See, Ben, I do pay attention. Complete Thank guess. Or like how I wrote at the top of the notes document, episode 24 on the title. See, I actually genuinely didn't see that. <laughs> no, no I, that's not even me pulling your leg. I genuinely didn't see that. So what? We've done like 28 podcasts now in total, including specials. Yeah, probably. We, um, would you say we've kind of re-ramped the normal episodes a bit going forward for the new year you know we have changed the beat a little bit yeah i mean the elements you like and love are still there the elements yeah. that work quite working yeah, my, my binge of the week you know that is what everybody listens for the bits that weren't quite working are kind of revamped or changed or axed um yeah yeah no it's exciting it's exciting it's exciting um just before we actually tell you what's coming up on today's podcast um i'm gonna give you a little spoil spoiler now my binge of the week i um my binge of the week is american horror story but you know i was rushing writing it down on our on our notes and i put american horror story so i joined this scene call and ben just goes have you actually watched it has it actually been released? And I'm just thinking, yeah. Yeah, no, I have watched it because I wrote American Horror Stories, which has been announced, but it's not out yet. And that is a follow-up to American Horror Story. Yeah, it's like a sequel anthology series. But I love how what didn't even cross your mind was that I could have watched American Horror Story. No, no, that's not why I got confused. Why I got confused was you hadn't just wrote American Horror Stories. You had also copied and pasted the the official plot synopsis for not American Horror Story but for the new series which yeah, is what yeah. really confused me because you would right. I, I knew American Horror Stories was coming out we've said it many times on the pod I'm a huge Ryan Murphy fan and um, so that's what confused me and I was epically jealous that you had watched it before I had I mean Ben I've just got contacts okay I just get sent all this stuff Actually, no, I don't. I'm joking, if you can tell. We've got a great podcast lined up for you today, though. We're going to be reviewing Brid- Bridgerton. Is that how you say it, mate? Yeah, Bridgerton. Oh, I'm happy with that. Dead chuffed. Uh, we're also going to be reviewing Stardust, uh, Martin Luther King, FBI, obviously my binge of the week. Uh, we've got Retro Review, and we've got Wonderson uh, as well to review for you today. So very exciting. Ben's shaking his head because he, he knew I purposely left Wonderson to last to say it in case I got it wrong. Did I get it wrong? Yeah, well, one division. Yeah, sorry, it's it's badly written there. To be fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is, wait. How would you wonder? Well, it's, it's wonder vision because they're two characters and names combined, and I always think of it weirdly as like chuckle vision. Right, see, there you've just got a word that just looks very unfamiliar. Uh, let's get on with the pod then, and uh, let's start with Trailer Talk. Ben's just having a sip of his water. Yeah, so... Um, classic Articulate Film podcast. Yeah, so Cherry is the first trailer. It's directed by the Russo brothers, who did The Avengers Endgame and Infinity War and a couple of those films, and it follows Cherry, who's an army medic, uh, played by Tom Holland, who's suffering from PTSD after being an army medic, and then becomes a serial bank robber to pay for his drug debt addiction. It's coming to Apple TV Plus soon. 
I'm going to wait and watch this film. I could see Tom Holland being excellent and the film being terrible, everything being terrible or everything being amazing. I am keeping an open mind. Mate, the premises of that do sound good. I do like that. Yeah, it sounds good, but it also sounds like the type of thing that's then executed really badly. And what we haven't had this year is the type of really Oscar-baity topic that's then terrible and there's one every year and I have a gut feeling this is that one. Ben, don't write it off already. I'm not writing it off, I just have a gut feeling and sometimes my gut is actually right. Sometimes or occasionally or often, like how accurate is your gut then? Never did I ever think we'd be discussing your, your gut on a national podcast, a global podcast. Well, normally when I think something's going to be really good, it's terrible. But when I think something is going to just fall short or I'm nervous, I'm normally quite spot on there. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. You know what? I'm not going to trust your gut, but I do appreciate that your gut may be accurate uh, in some cases. Ben, what other traders have dropped this week? Uh, yes, so Judas and the Black Messiah, which could genuinely crash the Oscar races. It's directed by debut filmmaker Shaka King. I love his name. And it, it sounds fo- like Shaka Khan, the, the pop star. It does sound like Shaka Khan. And are didn't they related? we? No, I obviously feel- they're not related. No, I don't think they are. I feel like we reviewed a film earlier this year where Shaka Khan played a chicken, but um, that every 2020 went by quite nuts. That that didn't seem. <laughs> stands out anymore. Anyway, it follows Fred Hampton, who played uh, Fred Hampton, who's played by Daniel Kaluuya, who's the leader of the Illinois F- uh, Black Panther Party, who's brought down by the FBI informant William O'Neill. Um, it's being produced by Ryan Coogler, who's incredible. I am properly confident this film is going to pay off well. It's a timely subject matter with everything that happened last year. It could be a stand-up movie and Daniel Kaluuya is already the youngest black actor to ever be Oscar nominated so his career is just going from strength to strength and now the highlight of the week even I watched this Ben and I don't normally watch trailers even I have seen this the it's kind of a bunch of trailers in one the Netflix 2020 preview has dropped and it it looks amazing it it genuinely looks really good Are, are you excited Ben yeah, I'm excited for another year of Netflix kicking ass. Um, I, See, I love we that. are big Netflix guys on this pod. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Netflix guy, um, but, you know... You're, you're more of an Apple TV guy. I love a good bit of Apple TV+. Plus. Um, it's the only subscription service I pay for, not my parents. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, Netflix, when they do good stuff, I love it. When they do less yeah. good stuff, I know they're going to do good stuff next week. Yeah, I mean, Netflix, I love it. I love it. I'm just excited for Sex Education Season 3. Yep, and Jason Isaacs has joined the cast. Fun. Has he? Yeah, he has. I love how I just pretend to know who that is. But the name does ring a bell. I don't know why I'm talking like this. What uh, else has Jason Isaac been in? Um, he was Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter films. So. No way. Yeah. I love him. Lucius Malfoy is my favourite character. I've got his son's Draco wand right next to me. Well, that's that's cool. <laughs> I can afford Lucius Malfoy's wand. It comes in like a cane. Anyway. 
Um, should we get on with the reviews, Ben? Yes. So let's start with. Uh, should we start with Bridgerton? Yeah, which everyone and their mum has watched. My mum. Yeah, is... even my mum's watched it. My mum's watching it right now. But my mum, what? I haven't watched this. What's the ITV two show that's like a Winter Love Island, but not like cabins? The, the cabins. Yeah, me and my mum have watched for a couple of nights Bridgerton, and then followed it up with the cabins. Which is really not a good suggestion if you Do they go together? Is Bridgerton anything like that? Well, tonally, they do actually fit. Not that they're right. similar shows, but tonally, you're in the same sort of mood. But they're not... Neither shows are good to watch with your mum. Um, the plot synopsis of Bridgerton, it follows wealth, lust and betrayal in, like, the Regency Georgian-era England. And it's seen through the eyes of the Bridgerton who are trying to navigate the marriage scene. Um, now, lots have been said about Bridgerton. It is really good. I do you struggle. Like it. I like it, even when I don't know who any of the characters are. Um, sad proof. Does your mum like it? My mum likes it. I've had to stop you watching. A mum's judgment is always a good thing to go off. Yeah, Not but dad's, I... but mum's, in my mm. opinion. I can't watch it with my mum anymore because there's now we've got to the point where there's too much sex. Um, right. But one of the things I really love about Bridgerton is the diversity in it, the way it puts it forefront, the colourblind casting, um, and the fact it's not historical. It just had this really cool idea about how anyone can be any colour and it doesn't matter in royalty. And even as a history student, the 1700s, 1800s was so not like that. But I really love a TV show that's bold and brave and makes cool creative choices. And How's it doing on Netflix? It. Is, it, is it trending well? Yeah, well, it's been number one since like Christmas Day. I mean, it's... Oh, wow. It's something like their sixth most watched TV series ever. It's doing not just well, but like... Unbelievable. Oh, do you know what else I've been watching on Netflix? Um, World's Toughest Prisons. Mm. World's Toughest Prisons, yeah. Is yeah. That cool? that's, that's a good watch. That's a good watch. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. I'm currently re-watching The Office in full in my spare time. Um, in your spare time. Nice. Which I, I don't have much of. I've got a week <laughs> off this week, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, now on to WandaVision, which you have written differently... Uh, to how you wrote it in the What's Coming Up, Ben. And if you'd have written it like this, I would definitely have said it right first time. Uh, let's review, well, you're going to review WandaVision uh, on Disney+, Plus, and uh, it's an MCU TV show. Yeah, it's like the first TV show on Disney+, Plus that the MCU have made that properly connects into the grand overall story. I thought you would have heard of or watched this because it seems to be a pretty, pretty big deal. I seemingly did what a lot of people did on Friday when it was released, which was re-sign up to Disney Plus to watch the right. first couple of episodes. Um, it's genuinely the most outrageous thing any Marvel film or TV show's done. It is kind of a bit of a mind death. Um, In a good way or a bad way, outrageous. I've I've seen the two episodes that have been released so far. It worked. Right, you I'm, liked it. I'm not throwing all my eggs in this basket yet, but so no, far you just hate franchises. That's why you don't want to say you liked it. But from what you saw, you liked it. Yeah, no, I like Marvel films on their own, and like I I wait for them. But um, I'll get to what I feel about. Is it the, better than Mandalorian? I do prefer it to the Mandalorian because 
it blends the kind of style of classic sitcoms into right. the MCU. So they're doing And you do love of... your sitcoms. You do love your sitcoms. Yeah, but it's more than that. They're doing like an episode on that like, I Love Lucy and then an episode on like the Dick Van Dyke and then moving each episode to covering a different like decade of sitcoms, which is quite cool. And they're going all the way up to like Modern Family in the office and Shaky Com. And you basically have Wanda Maximov and Vision who died twice in Avengers Infinity War being a super-powered couple, but get to finally live their ideal suburban life. Um, but as we know, so one of the characters... So when's it set? It's set after Endgame, yeah? So it's not really clear because it's set after Infinity War, right. but obviously Vision's died. So it's all kind of... It's suspectedly in Wanda's head, this whole thing. It's made up, okay. it's her imagination. So it's kind of like a whimsical mindfuck. Being tri- it's kind of brilliantly off kilter with the mystery and the, it's genuinely really funny. It nails the sitcom stuff. But it's kind of weird and bold and strikingly bold. And it's kind of your perfect actor's performance showcase for Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany who neither get enough roles. And I just really like how for the first time Marvel have been audacious and they've been bold and it's a step out of the usual, I'm sure, look, I've seen the first two episodes which were committed to the sitcom style, I'm sure episode nine will basically be like a full one-hour Marvel blockbuster with a huge fight. Um, See, but, I wouldn't be so sure on the one-hour thing, because Mandalorian, you know, the, the final episode, amazing, it was a Star Wars blockbuster per se, but it was only half an hour, so I wouldn't count yourself in on it Season one of the Mandalorian's hour. episode was quite long, though. It was, but not the end. You know, it's one of them things that they just by gave on how long an episode is. The last one wasn't too long. Could have been 40 minutes, but... Yeah, no, The Mandalorian's normally 40 minutes, but like I remember the last episode of season one was comfortably an hour. But no, I, I've also read, they've said in an interview that um, the last episode was longer than the fact that the show gets longer. Yeah, the last episode of Mandalorian was 44 minutes long. I've just Googled it. Anyway, yes, I, I think... It because you don't like to be proven wrong by me on this podcast. No, I just... I like to know things. I I never can admit that I... I could never admit I know anything more than you do with The Mandalorian. But we are both speculating about a show that's still got seven episodes to go a bit with WandaVision. And has only had two episodes. And out. you haven't even watched either of them. <laughs> I felt like that was a dig. You know what? I'm not a huge, um, I'm not a huge, you know, um, MCU kind of guy. I did try get into it first lockdown, watched the first Iron Man, and then I didn't like Hulk, which was next to watch. But I recently saw this thing on Instagram, the best order to watch the uh, MCU films in. And I've saved it on my Instagram saved with the hope of going to watch it. So you know what? Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I think you've got I to be will. a bit tactical with them because if you see it as like 24 films and then one division's kind of coming in now where they're mixing it, film two, three and four and then six are the worst films by quite far. So it gets, right. it gets much better, but it makes binging them. You have to get through a lot of mediocre films to get to some really great films like Black Panther. Um, and Avengers Infinity. I just love them. I, I have watched Black Panther. 
the music in Black right, Panther. Right, that was I won't my mates, but the music as well for Black Panther, everyone knows them. You know what I mean? Like they were they did bits. They almost uh, compete with Greatest Showman on best soundtrack ever. All the I f- mean, personally, I preferred the Black Panther music, but um, Black yeah, Panther's got the best MCU soundtrack. All the stars definitely got Oscar nominated. I think yeah, it man. lost Kendrick Lamar and Scissor on that track. Beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, they lost to Shallow that year, but um, from A Star Is Born. Which was another big, big soundtrack. Yeah, that Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper song. This is where my music knowledge just just comes out. Uh, ben, final thoughts on One Division then? Yeah, it's great. Or oh, the first two episodes are great. I'm not sure it's going to stick the landing. I'm really anxious about it sticking the landing. Mandalorian stopped the landing. I know. That's what Star Wars fans tell me. But, um, but to be fair, to be fair, I think Disney Plus, although their content is a bit slow at coming out, they do everything is normally above standard, above average. You know, they do they have set their bar quite high, in my opinion. I mean, it helps you've only released five things. Actually, being brutally honest, most of the Disney original films have been utterly trash. I mean, I think they've had two good shows, or The Mandalorian. And most of their original content, they've utterly buried being like they have. I mean, I haven't watched the High School Musical TV series. It feels no, like... No, I, but I do know a lot of people that have, and I do know a lot of people that are obsessed with it. Oh, that I, I, I'm always like, maybe I should. I haven't seen the films, to be fair, so I couldn't. No, no neither have I. <laughs> but I do know that we're all in this together song because it's just bloody annoying and always gets played by people who want to release their inner childhood. Uh, ben, we are on the topic of Disney films. We are on the topic of MCU. So let's start our brand new-ish feature, our rename feature, Retro Review. So what was once classic film watch, or classic movie watch, if you're Ben, I said film, he said movie, is now Retro Review. And it kind of rolls off the tongue a bit better. Um, and our Retro Review this week is very controversial isn't it the, the most controversial mcu film yeah well it's kind of one of the weaker films but is it is it one that you were telling me about earlier that is a bit mm, to get through no it's this is the one that people either love i love it or people hate um it's avengers age of ultron which is the second avengers film and like the climax of phase two of the MCU, and the reason we're talking about it is because it is the film that introduced Wanda and Vision from that show, and it's kind of the start of their journey, so I thought, which has been a pretty terrible week for film, so I thought, let's go back. Um, Anyway, what happens in this film, if you've not watched it, most people have, no offence, Jacob. Uh, (laughs) I have watched the first Avengers Assemble Endgame. Uh, I've seen Black Panther. Have you seen, seen Infinity War? No. Did Endgame make sense then? Uh, the whole time I was whispering to my mate, who's that? I thought he was dead. Is that the Hulk? Is that the Hulk? Because I expected the Hulk to be a normal guy who turns into a massive green monster guy, not like somewhere in between. That really confused me. Um, <laughs> and they were like, yes, it's the bloody Hulk. Who else is green? Yeah, because I... I got a slap for saying that. Obviously, I, was... I know you're just Star Wars. Yeah, no. I remember watching, um, I was looking at the box office for Endgame a bit tangent, and obviously 
that was huge. That film broke records at cinemas. But I ended. Up, I remember thinking, many people must have went and saw this film having not seen the last couple and must be seriously because so many more people went to see Endgame. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure there are lots of people who saw lots of the films in their homes and thought this but is the one. I did enjoy one. it and I did get what happened. Oh, so it does make sense. Um, afterwards. <laughs> afterwards. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was a great cinematography piece. Um, I also, right, you know how they partnered quite heavily with Fortnite prior to the release? Yes, Owen, you were like... obsessed with Fortnite. No, mate, I literally got a win today. <laughs> you are obsessed with Fortnite. Yeah, I had like a nine-month gap where I just did not play the game, but now I'm like back on the grind, lockdown and all that. But I feel like because uh, Endgame, it was so heavily featured in Fortnite, um, you know, the Thanos game mode, all of it. So I feel like a lot of people just really wanted to to go. A lot of Fortnite players just wanted to go and see, oh, that's the gun I've been using. That's the character I've been playing as, you know? So I do feel like that could be part of it. Um. I do also feel like the people who play Fortnite and the people who watch the Avengers films, if that was a Venn diagram, most people... There'd be a lot of crossover. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> less, probably less crossover of people who watch the Avengers films have watched Fortnite, but most people who play Fortnite <laughs> probably did watch the Avengers films. Not gonna... It was one of the more pointless advertising campaigns, in in my opinion. Yeah, they're doing so much, uh, so many advertising campaigns at the minute. There's so many Star Wars things at the minute. Uh, Fortnite, Epic Games kind of have a thing going on with Disney. Yeah, I wouldn't know that because I don't game. Um, yeah, but you're a film and TV buff. You should know these things. Yeah, but I actively avoid gamer Twitter. Um, <laughs> you do. I like to stay in my nice little indie film Twitter. Indie film Twitter and also politics, Labour, 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 <laughs> which I don't think is necessarily as nice as your indie little film Twitter. No, it's like my Twitter account, if you look, my personal one. I spend an awful lot of time now on the company Twitter account, which is nice little Yeah, you've indie. recently followed me back after like two years. No, Thanks. no. Here's yeah, what actually yeah. happened, Jacob. Yeah. I was going through who I followed. Yeah. And I accidentally yeah. unfollowed you, so I had to follow you back. For two seconds. It was, you know, when you do a clear out of your followers? Yeah. Yeah, so I asked that. So I was just clicking unfollow, unfollow. Wait, unfollow. I've even got it in my bio. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I've got hosting at Arctic Film Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, by the way, at Arctic Film. Ben has the password. I do not. But Ben, you're really trying to ramp up the, the Twitter followers. Yeah, well, it'd be nice to get off the 40s. We were at 60 a few years ago. We, we've slept, I've gone down on Twitter followers. I'm not, I'm not sure how it goes going down. And who actively goes through uh, to an account that isn't used? Go we've got, we've got one verified Twitter account following us. Yeah, Bit I've life got more, game. Than that, more than that on my personal. Bit life game. Yeah, but your <laughs> personal is... You're like giving radio DJs BJs, so... Uh, yeah, and you know what? I have not tweeted on that account for years. You actually haven't. I, I used to use it all the time. Listening to Scott Mills on Radio 1, listening to Rem Kemp on Capital. I used to be like, loving the show as always, shout me out. <laughs> yeah, no, so you used to do that, and I still tweet like 
the government need to feed poor people type of which i uh, mean the government do need to feed poor people did you see did you work dancing on ice over the weekend yes i did who was it that like baited out the government rufus how that was properly um i was like so happy at that moment i've also i've got a spreadsheet and i'm trying to work out week by week who's favorite to win dancing on ice all right, I'm, I'm that kind of. I'm that. Well, at the moment, yeah. Obviously, we've only I, seen half. It's going to be Denise Van Outen or Jason Donovan, in my opinion. At the moment, of could the be three, Mylene Class. Of the three that danced yesterday, yeah, yeah, I think top the three finalists will be Donovan, Hound in second, Denise Van Outen in third. Okay. That's that's what the maths is telling me. I've worked it out mathematically. Yeah, but there's a couple of big names in the next one, isn't there? Like I said, um, Mylene Clark. She's a, she's quite a big deal. Who is she though? I don't. I actually don't know who she is. She's um, a presenter personality. Uh, I think she was on Girl Band, maybe. Uh, I know she's on Smooth Radio. I recognise her. I just don't know who she is. I uh, think she also hosted the American Arm Celebrity. Get me out of here. Ages ago? Probably. I, I think she does it. She didn't look like a comfortable skater. I think Colin... She, yeah, at the end skate. Did yeah. you see Sunny J? Yeah. I, he's he a radio looked, guy. He looked he? like Bambi on ice, didn't he? Yeah. Graham Bell, I think, could do well, because he's obviously a skier who's missing his main gag in Ski Sunday. Colin Jackson could... Also, I noticed this. Like, a lot of Strictly finest in this lineup. A lot oh, of really? people, yeah. Donovan did Strictly and got to the final. Uh, Denise Van Outen See, that's really got interesting because I know I'm celebrity. Get me out of here. Don't want people that have previously done Celebrity Big Brother, but clearly Dancing on Ice is kind of. Well, to be fair, all three of them did it what ten years ago. Or Van Outen did lost to Caroline Flack. Who's your favourite to... judge, by the way? Oh, well. I like how... I love Ashley Banjo. I I think he's a great TV judge. He's done a few judging roles, which he's always done. Yeah, he's done Got to Dance. He's done BGT and for Simon Cowell recently. He did that Dance, Dance, Dance show, which... Yeah, the one... Was that hosted by Alicia Dixon? Yeah, that aired for one season and was actually quite good. He hosted that Greatest Dancer show as well. He seems to have got that little dance market sewn up a bit other than Yeah, but was it a bit weird last year when he was... um, judging Perry Kylie, who is also from Diversity. Yeah, no, that was weird. No, the funnier one, what was the dance show that had Alicia Dix and Ashley Banjo hosting it? And then you watched them judging Britain's Got Talent, and you're like, and it had Cheryl Cole as a dance judge, and those two as presenters. It was weird. That is weird. That is weird. You know, these presenters and uh, judges, they get around a bit. Like, uh, Leash Dixon also was a judge on Strictly before. Yeah, they, they, they have like a dance circle. Yeah. I do like John Barrowman as a judge as well. I felt he struggled without the audience there. Because he just makes jokes the whole time and it gets a laugh off the audience that did not exist. But he also went quite loud. Oh, he's just loud in general, though, isn't he? But I do love John Barrowman. Yeah. Anyway, let's do a couple of reviews. Um, yeah, we're going to pretend that was scheduled, our Dancing on Ice talk. Yeah, uh, and we're we going to... promised you that at the start, and that definitely was not off the cuff and very unplanned. Let's talk about Stardust, which is available on VOD, Ben. Yes. Um, 
Well, what can I say about this David Bowie biopic? Complete and utter BS. I mean, it's genuinely awful. It's a David Bowie biopic that the family didn't want to happen. So they don't have any rights for the music. So there's no music in it. Um, The actor is nothing like David Bowie. Even his See, ex-wife. Why would people has, make it that the family didn't want to happen? It's disrespectful, Mike. Even his ex-wife, keyword ex, so there's clearly not much love there, said the movie was horrific. Um, and it was released on the fifth year anniversary of his death. I've not heard anyone say anything nice about this movie. It was completely tra- tra- trashing an icon. Um, I could not give a more one runaway review if I tried. Which is a shame, because David Bowie would have made a great biopic. He would have made a much better one than Queen and Rocketman. I like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, but Bowie's a better story. He's a more interesting person. Granted, all three of them are quite interesting, but... There was so much potential there, and it was so shit. Sorry, I don't like swearing, but it was genuinely terrible. So let's move on to your... Ben, you love swearing! I do love swearing, but not in reviews. Not in reviews. You don't like to... Put it this way, Ben hates to say that something is shit because people have worked hard on it. Yeah, no. Do, so, so when so Ben many swears people... about, a, about something, you know it's because he genuinely does not like it. Yeah, so firstly, when I'm doing a review, I think it demeans what I'm saying if I go to swear words. It weakens right. the argument. But also, yeah, so many people have worked so hard on a film. I couldn't make a film. They're so much... They're so talented, the people behind them. And often they're trying and they never go in to make a bad film. Sometimes it just doesn't pay off and Stardust really didn't pay off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Right, shall we do my binge of the week, which we already know what it is, but my binge of the week this week is American Horror Story. So this... uh, I'm only two episodes in. Been watching it, my sister. I love it. And Ben, you've assured me that there are twists ready to come. Yeah, I've watched all eight series. I watched all eight series in eight days. I watched a series a day. Which, if you is watched... it that good? Yeah, and it was in lockdown one. So <laughs> there we go. We're now in lockdown three point zero, but kind of lockdown two because we still had union school to go to. So yeah. for us, it's like the second one, really. Um, no, yeah, I felt uh, lockdown America... two. To be fair. Pardon? I felt lockdown too. I didn't. I, I had to self-isolate in lockdown too, so I couldn't leave my uni. But lockdown too, I did turn 18 and did want to at least go out with five other friends to the pub. But I yeah. turned 18 on the day clubs and pubs were told to close. So. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. And my birthday's in March. It's I'm not going to say what day. But um, it's March, and uh, I would just love the restrictions to have been eased by then. You don't want to jinx it? I don't want to jinx it, but the fact the whole year of being 18 has kind of been trashed a bit by COVID means I'm hoping... Anyway, let's talk about American Horror Story. Yeah, so it's an anthology of stories uh, consisting of a house with a deadly secret. That's the one you're Uh, watching. Yeah, that's what I'm watching. There's also another one, uh, a, a deadly, scary asylum. Uh, there's a witch coven. There's an unusual show. There's a hotel, haunted farmhouse, a cult, and more. And, oh, Ben, that just, oh, that sounds exciting, mate. Yeah, those are the series as you've got coming up. Um, 
I feel like this is the only binge you've ever done where I've watched much more of it than you have. Yeah, normally I'm like, hi, I've watched every season of Arrow. Yeah, I've just watched every season of The Clone Wars. You should definitely watch it. The Clone Wars is amazing. Oh my god, I can't watch The Clone Wars. You should like, watch it. Yeah, my favorite part of The Clone Wars is that. Yeah, or like, normally it's like that. I just love Jamie Lang. He's so cool. And I love watching Made in Chelsea. I don't even like Jamie Lang. I think he's a <laughs> bit of a dick, to be honest with you. Okay, that's but a... I like watching people be dicks. Although those I think are my feelings on the dude. <laughs> um, yeah, no, American Horror Story is great. Keep watching it. There's a few dodge seasons. Um, Which seasons? A dodge. Four is the first season that's not properly great. Four's good, but the, it feels a disappointment when you hit there because the first three are great. Um, five and seven, other people really like, but I never really clicked with. Six, I really like, but most other people don't really click with. Eight, I got a bit bored of it by that point. I haven't seen nine, and ten is coming out soon. So, yeah. Amazing. I love how you just did a rundown of every series. Thank you. Like, everybody asked for that, didn't they, Ben? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Right, let's talk about the Martin Luther King uh, FBI documentary, which is available on VOD. Our final review of the week. Ben, take it away. Yep. So today in America, it's Martin Luther King Day. Fun fact. Um, uh, it's his birthday today. We're recording on a Monday Happy night. Happy birthday, legend. And MLK FBI is a documentary that's around this time. It feels so prevalent, such the right time to have come out because it's his birthday. It's Biden's inauguration. Last year was last year, as I said, about Judas and the Black Messiah. Um it tries to uncover the extent that the FBI surveillance and harassed Martin Luther King. And it's based on like some new files that they found um, about and about how they targeted Martin Luther King and other black activists fighting for equal rights, which are still not around and still need to be around. And it's by Sam Pollard, who's won an Emmy. And they do some really cool interviews with people like James Comey, who is the former head of the FBI under Trump if you don't know who he is. Um, it's really cool. I really like how they document Martin Luther King's political activism. Did they talk about the um, I Have a Dream speech, the most famous speech ever? Yeah, of course. You couldn't do it. Yeah. And they talk about his political and ideological reasons for doing it. And the new info on him, because his story's kind of been changing because the FBI hid so much stuff, makes it really fascinating and it can connect a few dots that hadn't been connected or seen before and it shows his frustrations and on his birthday you could watch this you could watch Selma Ava DuVernay's beautiful film about Martin Luther King um and you could sit down and think about what America and Britain still need to do in regards of racism it's really powerful I think the whole world really to be honest, I don't think it's just American Britain. Oh, I don't think it's just American Britain. I just use those as examples because we're British and it's about we'd America. love to think that we've got so many people listening in America. Yeah, because, <laughs> We cracked America, baby! Because it's about America and we live in Dorset, so... <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. The whitest ben. place in the world. 
Ben, I love that podcast. I love that we just spoke about dancing on ice for a good proportion of that. And I appreciate if people turned off at that point. Don't really blame them. Uh, but Ben, as always, thank you so, so much. I will catch you next week. Make sure you keep following the article film on uh, Twitter, which is now active again and now follows me. Uh, and make sure you also check out the website and look at the reviews. Ben's looking at me like, oh my gosh, I only didn't follow you for like two seconds. <laughs> Whatever. Ben, thank you so much. And cheerio. Bye.